New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers and at Street underscore Soldiers. Our hashtag is Guns Down. Now, we had planned the show before we knew what had happened last night in the Bronx. A 16-year-old is dead. Two other teenagers, both in their seven, uh, both 17, are, have been hospitalized with gunshot wounds. Gunfire erupted at a baby shower in the Bronx early this morning, like around 1.30. So uh, it's crazy. That's what we're talking about. Why do you think the shootings in the city are up? Is it because the police aren't doing as many stop and frisks as they did before? That's what some people are saying is the reason. Or is there something else going on? And why is so much of it happening with people that are in their teens? That's what we're asking you right now. Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. Tweet me, at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers, hashtag guns down. And we always get so many calls and we always get so many people. I get so many people coming up to me during the week saying, hey, I was on hold. I couldn't get through. What we're going to try to do today is because uh, I know there's a lot of interest in this topic and a lot of calls. We've been getting tons of feedback all week on this. Is give us a call 1 800 223 9797. 1 800 223 9797. Give us your name, your neighborhood if you want, and your quick comment. And our associate producer, Angelique Tyree, is going to try to uh, read some of those on the air like we do the tweets. And same thing with Twitter at Lisa Evers, hashtag guns down, at street underscore soldiers. Now, this isn't just what we're hearing, it's some anecdotal evidence or stories that people are telling. In the communities and in, in, in our neighborhoods, the statistics are there to show it. The NYPD tells us that shootings were up 43% last month compared to the same period last year. Overall, in 2014, shootings have increased more than 13% so far, and we're only into June um, over last year. At the same time, the murder rate is down. Fewer people are dying. Police have made some of the biggest gun busts and gang busts in history. But what is going on? Especially tough. It's especially tough in some city neighborhoods, Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, East New York, parts of the Bronx. Many are concerned this is happening at the start of the summer. What do you think? Why are the shootings in the city up? Does it have to do, does it have anything to do with stop and frisk? Is something else going on? Give us a call now, 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And if you are a friend or you have a loved one, who was, was recently shot and you want to talk about it, let us know. Give Amber a call on the telephone lines right now, 1-800-223-9797. Let her know. That's 1-800-223-9797. On Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at street underscore soldiers, hashtag guns down. Or maybe you've become the victim of gun violence in the past. Give us a call. Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. You can see pictures of what's going on inside the studio here. And also check me out, Google Plus, Lisa Evers. We're going to be doing some uh, very interactive things with that coming up in the very near future. So get on, please get on the Google Plus thing, too. Anyway, let me introduce our panel to you. 1-800-223-9797. Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Hashtag guns down. Joining us representing law enforcement is Norman Seabrook, the president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association. Norman, thanks for being with us. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, also with us is Shanduk McFadder. He's a former gang member and ex-offender. He's the founder of the organization Gangsters, Making Astronomical Community Changes. He knows what he's talking about. He's done numerous prison terms and is uh, now trying to help the youth avoid going down the same path. Shanduk, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Antoine Hunt. He's in his 20s. Um, he's a current gang member and uh, co-founder of a business also. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. We appreciate it. Also with us is John T. Fullman. He's a CEO of a production company, grew up in the projects around a lot of gang activity, but avoided it himself, and we're going to find out how he did. John, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Also with us is Earl Blue. He's a college student. He grew up in the projects. Uh, surrounded by gang activity, but didn't get involved in it. We're going to find out what's going on with him uh, right there. So thank you, thank you all for being being with us. We really appreciate it. And Norman, let me start with you on this. What do you think is going on? 
Well, you know, first let me let me say good morning to all my brother and sister officers out there on the island doing what it is that they have to do. And to Victor, Victor's 24 years old, young Latino brother in the Bronx, doing what he's supposed to be doing. So I, I think what's going on out there, quite honestly, is that it's becoming a free-for-all. It's becoming a free-for-all to the point that we had a lot of African-American and Latino leaders screaming for change in the city of New York. Uh, when it came to uh, stop questioning Frisk, now stop questioning Frisk is not the the answer to all, but it worked. Now it's stopped completely because police officers are afraid of being sued, and it's out of control to the point where people are pulling out guns and just firing them everywhere you go. So you see a definite connection. There's definitely a connection between uh, the police department, uh, law enforcement, and young people, and there are young people being killed not because. They want to be because they're becoming victims because no one's helping them. There are no jobs, no employment, no education. There's nothing for them to do but join these different gangs and these different sects. And if you look inside the the city's jail system, we got the Bloods, we got the Crips. And in the Bloods, we actually have four or five different sects inside of the Bloods in the jails now that want to control, want to have the power in there. So we got to do something a little bit more about what's happening or we're going to be burying more and more of these young people in the city of New York for the summer. Shanduke, what do you think about that? Does it have to do with stop and frisk? Oh, no. Am Am I on? Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but um, stop and frisk is nothing but oppression. So I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't think stop and frisk plays a part into that at all. I think people, you know, our system use stop and frisk as a means to continue to arrest our our, our people. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to sit there and allow anyone to say stop and frisk is the reason for the spike in gun violence. Uh, but if you really get into the, the gist of what it is, you know, it's about what we don't have in our communities. It's about the fact that so much is missing. You know, there's a a different level of oppression. Oppression is economical oppression. So you want to talk about what's causing this, causing the fact that a lot of people out there are hungry. Um, There's a lot of housing issues. Um, A lot of these youth are misplaced. A lot of these youth parents are are dead or, or, or incarcerated. So this is what happens. They gravitate towards a lifestyle that they, the only thing that they see, and that's really what it's boiling down to. All right, what about Antoine? What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, he, he's pretty much on point with that. I think the stop and frisk thing is definitely like a means of oppression. Because how about the people that they stop who have nothing, who has no drugs, no gun, who's doing anything? That's unfair to them that their whole person is being searched and this and that for nothing. But do you think it made people who were carrying think twice? Um, Honestly, not really, because I think people really carry guns. Also, for the police, like, it's not like you don't feel protected or safe by them. There's many times, there's many several cases that they did something. They inflicted violence upon someone of innocence and got away scot-free or maybe got laid off for a couple hours. So at the end of the day, you don't even feel safe with them. So why not grab a firearm if it's at your disposal? You're coming up around people you know who's in the same level with you. They're at the bottom level with you. These cops, you can't really trust them. You don't know if they're with you or against you. So you don't want to put your life in their hand. Why would you feel comfortable with that? Knowing what they do. You see it on TV all day, how they just randomly send off these shots, kill this man. He had a wallet or something like that. It's justified. It's ridiculous. John, what do you think about that? I mean, in general, the the entire stop and frisk policy is already against the law. <laughs> just straight out, period. Like, you, it's no way that that's, that's a violation of our rights automatically from the jump start. So, but some we, people are saying it's what kept what kept no, the crime down no no way it's it's no way that anybody is going to be able to sit up here and tell this entire country that the stop the po- the stop and frisk policy has just then transcended into escalating the gun violence that has nothing the stop and frisk policy has nothing to do with any escalation or declination of the stop the the gun violence that has nothing to do with it all right 1-800-223-9797 that's 1-800-223-9797 you're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. We're talking about the rise in shootings. There's been a dramatic increase, even though the murder rate is down. And we're trying to get some insight into this from all different perspectives. Give us a call at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And um, also, we're taking your tweets at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. And also, uh, use the hashtag Guns Down. Let me just bring in Eric Cliet. Uh, from Guns Down Life Up. They've been doing a lot of work in the streets here. Eric, good morning. Thanks for joining us. 
Good morning. How are you? All right. How are you doing? Good. Thanks. What's um? What, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. So, Guns Down Life Up is actually helping hospitals, corporations' broad response to violence in the city. Um, our position is that if you give children positive things to do with their free time, you give them positive mentors to kind of surround them. They don't have time or energy to hurt themselves or hurt other folks. See, when kids don't have things to do with their free time, they'll find anything. I grew up in Harlem on 135th Street. I've seen a lot of different things happen when kids aren't, you know, engaged. Um, so what the hospital has done, particularly at Harlem Hospital and Kings County Hospital, there are a number of programs where we invite kids to participate in safe activities. Um, uh, all right. If, pe- if people a- oh, tell us about it real quick and then give us a way to get in touch. Okay, so the number to the hospital is 212-939-4034. You can call that number. That'll ring my, my office directly, and we'd love to have your kids involved. And anytime there's a shooting, if there's a kid that's injured that comes into the facility, um, we invite them to participate in our program. And broadly, we try to let the community know that our programs exist so kids don't actually ever end up in the hospital. We're interested in prevention more so than cure, cure when it happens. And there's a fantastic video that we have called Triggering Wounds that we use uh, to kind of share broadly with the community uh, so kids can understand what happens when they're shot or somebody dies in their community. I think a lot of kids are invested in, in a lot of television. They don't necessarily see the pain that's associated with what happens when you're actually shot or hurt. And there's a video kind of demonstrates that message and from a lot of different perspectives. Right, and, and and also, too, with Harlem Hospital and Kings County treating a lot of the gunshot victims. Eric, uh, give us the telephone number again, please. It's 212-939-4034. Right. Okay, that's... 212-939-4034. All right, Eric from Guns Down Life Up with Harlem Hospital and uh, Kings County Hospital. Thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you so much. We've just been joined by City Council Member Jumani Williams. And Jumani, what is your, thank you for joining us. We Thanks appreciate it. Um, what is your take on, uh, you know, what is your take on this, this rise in shootings? Well, I know I heard when I was walking in, you talking about the stop, question, and frisk policy, uh, which was being abused. It's, it's just we've become accustomed to treating black and brown young men however we want. And that's what the reason that people are trying to say that that was the excuse uh, for the rise of shootings. If you look back in the past 12 years and you look at Bloomberg's own numbers, there was upticks and there was downticks of shootings irrespective of how many stops were ever made. Um, what we all always said is we wanted to make sure that the tool was available for police because it's needed, uh, but the abuses of it and stopping people solely because of the color of their skin or any other uh, factor solely because of how they look is a problem, and that's all that stopped. And so we've had these upward uh, thing, ticks with shootings. We have downward ticks with shootings. We want to make sure it stops going uh, up right now, which it is. You, there's no way to, to dispute that. But it's a complicated problem that requires a complicated solution, and it's not it's a layered solution. So every time they try to point at one thing, that's what the problem is. And so I'm, I'm excited that the city council, uh, we have uh, I co-chair the gun violence task force in the city council along with council member Cabrera, and we've tried to attack the problem from several different ways. Uh, we've had support from the, the former speaker who started the task force and support from this speaker um, and the mayor as well. So we're hoping, we're in, we're in five neighborhoods now um, and we can talk about it as the show goes on and what we're doing. Uh, hopefully we're expanding to 15 because uh, we know where the areas are, what we call hot spots where the shootings have happened. Uh, and we're doing some violence interruption there with some of the programs. Uh, we're doing legal services there. We're doing mental health services, which is for some reason always missing when we talk about violence in the black and brown community. Uh, we have some services there for the schools that are in the neighborhood. And we have some uh, workforce development uh, programs that are in the neighborhood. So the problem is we always can talk about the problem in terms of race and and socioeconomic status. We can know we can say it's black and brown young men should. But we want to talk. About, we want to talk about solutions. We have too. to talk about solutions, but we have to talk about it in the same categories so we can know where we put the resources. So the same resources that we're putting affirmatively when it comes to police, we should be sending those same resources from other agencies, whether it's Department of Mental Health, whether it's Division of Youth Community Development. It's not only the police that we can send to these communities. We have to send the same 
resources we're setting aside from one department, which is the police department, we should set aside the same resources in all departments so we can hit this thing surgically. All right, let's get to telephone calls. I want to tell all our guests, please feel free to jump in. Let's go to uh, Walker from Brooklyn right now. Walker, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yeah, good morning. How you doing? All right, you know, how are you? It, it's all about it's all about choice, you know. You know, I I worked in um housing development for a while, and um I see it. I, they don't want to go to school. You know, they walk around with their pants low. It's 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 all about choice. What do you want to do with your life? You know, I, I see other kids that live in the same dwelling they live in, and they go to school. They make something about themselves. They make something about themselves. They choose. They they make themselves. The 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 the, the black kids in America make themselves a target in the way they do stuff. So, yo, he's, ki- he's got to be kidding Whoa. me. Like, I'm you. sorry, this is John J. Foreman. At the end of the day, you're already passing judgment on somebody that d- you don't even know. You, Where did you get that type of information from? I mean, you, I, you're I, saying I, I, that his I, I, pants I, I, are sagging. Why are you judging him because his pants are sagging? He could be an angel. You don't even know nothing about him. You automatically that, you know, prejudging like, listen, what I, I, somebody is doing because he's black. Like, that's just ridiculous, man. Yeah. Well, that, you state, know, that I, statement I, I, certainly I, I, is lived, a little I've ridiculous, lived, though. Definitely. I lived in a project. Brother, I live in the South Bronx as well. Hold on, Walker. Hold on. Let Norman speak, and I'm going to give you a chance to defend yourself. Just because a kid has his pants sagging, that doesn't make him a thug. Hold on a second. Wait, I listened. Walker, Walker, hold on a second. Let Norman. I listened to you. Just because I think that maybe you said something that you shouldn't have said right there. However, I forgive you for it. Just because the kid has his pants sagging, that doesn't make him a thug. We're talking about gun violence. Now, I'm sitting with the council member. I, I know the council member, and I know uh, a lot of things that go on in the city of New York. And one thing I know is there is no excuse for young black men killing each other. That is unacceptable. There is no excuse for carrying a 9 millimeter without authorization. I suspect that if a person is carrying an illegal firearm, they should get caught five years automatically in the penitentiary. Shanduk, you no say that... Bid, no yes, nothing. Five said, years in the oh, penitentiary. Wait, wait, hold on. Straight up. Going. Now, you now say there isn't it. There is a reason for people. There is no there reason. There is a reason for people to carry a gun. gun. There is none. Your reason. Now you're going to say there's. Uh, there's a reason. What's now, the reason? Come, I want to hear it. I'm going to be quiet and listen. See, here's the here's the problem. Why there's. Oh, I just want to hear the reason. Right. I'm going to give you the reason. This. I'm going to go for my statement. There's the first. First of all. When we look at our communities, man, people are so quick to have all these ideologists. They, 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 with all due respect, all I want to hear is the reason why. What would be, what would be a reason for somebody to the, the, the reason, first of all, is, is is the police department is one of the reasons. First okay, of all, so that's the reason. Second of all, it's the lifestyle that, that's lived that we lived in these streets. That is is a dog dog world. Lifestyle. Wait a minute. So somebody needs to carry a gun to defend themselves. This is where it comes in that because first of all, we got the brother earlier speaking about you know the need for stop and frisk and of course he's going to speak about the I need s- for stop and I frisk I said there is right? definitely a tool that is necessary no 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 hold on business. brother hold on it's okay. not it's not about the business that's it's straight up of, of hold on wait hold on it's I, I want to hear what I, I it's get, about I is get simply the, the fact that every single time that the police department does something I'd be the first one to jump on their case I don't have no problems with that stop and frisk was overused in some areas by some officers that's number one number two stop and frisk is a basic that was something that grandma that's 86 years old that can't come out of her house felt a little bit safer with knowing the fact that she could walk outside and not have to worry about Don't nobody her, her okay, okay wait okay let's get off stop and frisk for a minute I want to come back where we come it's from, gotta we stop come from, first of all, Bro, it's, where it's, I come it's from young, the same place right, I'm still young, in the Bronx it's the young generation it's the young generation okay. that you got it alright now we so what are we gonna do about it to stop us as the OG's this is what I do now so you can't tell me that it can't happen it's about it's about taking what we learned the rules, the morals, the principles, the ethics, and bring them back down to these kids. Where we come from, you don't touch the, you don't touch Miss Johnson staring out the window. That's right. You don't, you don't do agree. nothing to, to civilians. But they don't do have you no shoot? Do you for shoot at, at shoot at your so-called opponents and playgrounds in the housing development at three o'clock in the afternoon? At the end of the day, everybody's still human. No matter if you're in a gang or whatever, you still have a brain. You still have human emotion. Do you believe there's a reason to carry a gun? Yeah, yes. What, what's a, what okay, is the reason? Right what, wait, hold on a second. What is the reason? Why but what is the reason? Here? What? But what is the reason for somebody to carry an illegal protection. gun? Illegal gun. Everything's illegal if you're letting the government dictate it. If the government, everything is illegal. If it's not theirs, if it's not their stamp, it's all illegal. Sign up for the military. I need, I need, I need, to, I need to jump them. in because this okay. shit is illegal. All right, watch the language. 1-800-223-97. Jumani, city council member Jumani Williams. This is the crux of the problem, right? 
so people are talking past each other. I'm going to start from the macro. Everybody at this table believes there's senseless violence going on, it's foolishness, and it has to end. Agreed. Agreed. But we have to acknowledge the history of this country. So whether you want to use the word reason, I don't know about excuse, we have to acknowledge why these young people are saying that they're carrying guns and make it valid. Because if we don't validate them, then we can't fix the problem. Okay, but you might... Wait, 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 no, no. no, no. I got to stop you right there. Because, okay, of course we acknowledge systematic... You know, yes. systemic institutionalized racism. We understand historical economic injustices. That there's plenty Great. of history books. What did that have to do so last I'm night? Saying- what did that have to do at one thirty this morning in the Bronx <laughs> with a teenager probably opening years fire? Old. A sixteen-year-old is dead, and two other seventeen. Dewitt Clinton High School students. What does it? Was he thinking about his history when he pulled that trigger? It's all reverse back to the foundation. I'm just asking the question. Because it's important. And, All right, and one at a time, I'm going to give everybody Dr., a chance. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Muhammad from the Schomburg tells this greatly. We've when, had him on when, the show. But when, so when the violence was in the lighter hue community, you watch gangs in New York, you watch these movies, the same type of violence. The social elite at that time said that they needed upward mobility through education and jobs, and they infused those communities with those services. When it comes to... The same violence with the darker hued community, they say we're victims of our own self-destruction right, and yeah. do not infuse those communities with the same service. So that is what I'm saying. So then, then, then the question the becomes the is getting the question. The bottom line to the question is making sure that in the communities we have the resources that we need to give them an alternative to what they're doing. Absolutely. Got it. Exactly. And but also, but Got the it. only thing we keep sending is police. Yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Okay. And police are needed. So All right, I'm let, let say me, that. It's a partner, but it can't be the only partner. Absolutely. And when I see a young person shoot up a school in Newtown, shoot up a a, a um a congresswoman, shoot up a movie theater, all I keep hearing is his mental health status. College, they never call him an animal, college, they never right. call him anything. Right. But when we talk about mental health status in our communities, right. people are not listening. Right. They don't want to talk about it. All right, and, and your, your point about the, the youth program. Yeah. Your point about the funding, about the youth oh, no, programs, we just saw in, we just saw in Harlem on 126. They just opened the community center. They've been closed there for five years, where the police officer died in the smoke and the fire in Coney Island. The basketball court there has been shut down. The playground uh, damaged since the storm. You know, since the in storm Coney was never fixed. Our own worst enemy. Our own worst enemy. There was a shooting in front of the community uh, center in NYCHA that was closed. My district doesn't have a community center within three miles. Now, what I'm saying. None of these things are the end all and be all, but it has to be a combination. And we have to stop saying that human beings put in the same situation won't do the same thing. Exactly. That's all I try to get exactly. to the bottom of. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, as far as this gun thing, I bet you it's much easier for the youth to grab a gun than to get, uh, let's see, into a college. It's much simpler. Like, they make it more easier. It's designed. But that's an that's But you can get a free library card. You can get a free library card. Listen, I grew up in the South Bronx as well. I grew up on food stamps, welfare, the whole nine yards. I made a choice on whether or not I was going to carry a gun or not. Now, these days, I do carry a gun. But I don't have to run when the police come either. That's right. So I've made a choice. So everybody in this room. Look, look, brother, I'm not saying. I'm not. I am not saying. What you're, look, I, look, I'm, there's no way that I'm going to get my point across See, to you. No, okay, hold on one second. One at a time, because I want to hear everybody. All I'm okay? saying right. is that a child, we should not have to continue to bury our children in these communities because everybody, of gang everybody violence everybody and guns. Everybody and there is no way that we should be sitting here glorifying Carrying guns. Well, so that we need it. That. So that we need it. Okay, let's go to glorifying it okay, by telling I need to take some phone calls. There's two reasons why. Lifestyle need, and the I, police department. Come on, stop. I need to take some phone calls. Let's go to stop. Stop. We can't, we can't, we can't discount the fact that it is a choice. It is a choice that we don't have to make, but we can't discount the fact that there are a whole bunch of factors that go into that. And because some people don't make it doesn't mean there's not a reason why people didn't. When if you're in war, you can't tell somebody, look, I came out of that war unscathed. Why did you get shot? Why did you get hit? There's a reason. There were factors around that war that caused that man to be hit. One wasn't. One was. So we have to make sure we hit this thing with everything. So if we just say it's just a choice, then that's a problem. But we can't pretend that it's not. If we leave out the fact, well, why is he making these choices? Why is he feeling that he has to pick this up? And if we don't ask those questions and validate the answers, we won't solve the problem. Right. And, a- and also, the, we, we need to take a short break. I'll come back to you. I'll start with you, John, after the short break. And also, 
too, oh, we sorry. need to recognize the, the, with, with the police department that there are now more so than ever. It's more representative of the community. They still have a ways to go, but it's At much bottom, more diverse. When you, when you go up to yeah, the, with the police officers the that police are out there on the street, than ever been. And I'm responding. not saying, not at the top, though. Not at the top. No, it's not at the top. I agree it's with that. Okay, let me let me take a. Okay, I need to take a break. One moment, just like I need to take all of these promotions. He made fifteen or twelve. Promotions. He made one Hispanic and no people of color, no African Americans. There's something places. wrong. But everybody screamed about Ray Kelly, but he made okay. more people of color L- than, than this guy is. All right, let's let's uh, we're going to continue talking about guns. Shootings are up. There was a shooting early this morning in the Bronx. Teenager is dead. Two other teens were wounded. It was a baby shower. Many high school students there. We're asking the question: Why are the shootings going up? The murders are actually going down. Shootings are going up. Is this about something else? Because yes. if you're really trying to kill people, maybe they're not. Maybe this is about something else. No, anyway, no, no. asking you the question: one eight hundred one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. That's one eight hundred two two three ninety seven ninety seven. Twitter at Lisa Evers hashtag Guns Down. Listen this weekend to win J and Bay tickets to On the Run to the On the Run tour. The first show sold out. Second been added July twelfth at MetLife Stadium. I'm Lisa Evers, your host. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Hey, yo, turn your radios up as loud as possible. This is the kid Romeo Santos, and you need this in your life. Hot 97 has your tickets to see Romeo Santos at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Ebro, it's Romeo. My bad. Make sure you keep it locked to Hot 97 for your tickets to see Romeo Santos. The first show is sold out. We got tickets to the second show. Yep, win your tickets on the Hot 97 morning show every day at 7 a.m. Plus again at 2 p.m. with Camillo and my boy Enough at 4 o'clock. Right now, your family can get so much more for less by switching to Verizon. Sign up for the More Everything plan on Verizon Edge to get four smartphone lines with unlimited talk and text, plus 10 gigabytes of data to share, all for just $160 monthly access. With the More Everything plan, you can get even more of what you love, like 25 gigabytes of Verizon cloud storage. You'll also get unlimited international messaging. Want even more? Hurry in to get the Samsung Galaxy S5 for no money down for qualified customers on Verizon Edge. With its amazing camera, full HD display, and dust and water resistant design, you can get the most out of America's largest and most reliable 4G LTE network. For best results, use Verizon. Visit any Verizon store, verizon.com slash more everything, or call 1-800-256-4646. Subject to customer and edge agreements and credit approval. Edge up available after 30 days and 60% of original edge device paid. Coverage details at verizonwireless.com slash best network. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at AutoZone when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and a Fram oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30th, 2014. Go to Valvoline-USA.com for more info. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, I just want to say thank you for making my Geico insurance ID card digital. It's easy to find on the app. It doesn't give me paper cuts, and I always have it on hand because it's on my phone. Because of this, I finally cleaned out my glove box, which was filled with years of paper ID cards. Any thought on what I should put in my glove box now? Sincerely, Trent. Patterson. Hmm. Trent, what can you put in the glove box? Here's a crazy thought. How about gloves? Digital insurance ID cards. Just a tap away on the Geico app. Are you ready to step, walk, or run your way to a healthier you? I am. And so is Emblem Health, the official sponsor of Small Steps. Emblem Health understands that healthier living is a journey, and they believe every small step counts. That's why they're inviting people of all ages across the five boroughs to take part in the Emblem Health NEK walk-on. July 13th. Why NEK? Because you decide how far you want to go. 1K, 2K, NEK, in any part or location. It's free to sign up, and Emblem Health will celebrate your start with a chance to win a pair of Brooklyn Nets sweet tickets. Nice! Although, no reward can match the benefits you'll gain from taking small steps towards a healthier lifestyle. So join the movement. The first 500 people to register and participate at an official location will get a free Emblem Health NEK t-shirt. To register, visit smallsteps.emblemhealth.com forward slash NEK and pledge how many steps you plan to take. The goal is to take more than 1 million steps in a single day. So every small step counts. Register today and get started toward a healthier you. Emblem Health, that's what care feels like. 
Walgreens has a question. Where do you go when you need a snack but you're busy? Like 45 things to do and they're all across town and no time to eat busy. Walgreens also has an answer. It's us. We're just around the corner with the snacks you need to fuel up so you can get in and out fast. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. This week, you can save on your favorite snacks, like Monster Energy Drinks and Jack Link's Jerky. Mercy College offers one of the most affordable, top-quality private educations you will find. Mercy has the whole package, more than 90-degree and certificate programs, campus residence halls with Hudson River Views, honors programs, athletics, and classes taught by leading scholars in their fields, all at a price that won't leave you buried in debt. Join us at a special info session Wednesday, July 23rd at our campus in Dobbs Ferry from 7 to 9 p.m. Apply now for fall 2014 and learn about the scholarships available for you. For details, go to mercy.edu backslash WQHT. It's Ebro, you know, from the Hot 97 Morning Show. If you smoke, listen to me. Go with the best Logic Premium Electronic Cigarettes, the most trusted brand name in electronic cigarettes. Each e-cig delivers up to 400 puffs for just $9.95. That's less than a pack of cigarettes over here in New York City. And with Logic's revolutionary technology, there's no burning, no tar. You've tried the rest. Now it's time to try the number one brand in New York, Logic Premium Electronic Cigarettes. Available at fine retailers everywhere. Logic Premium Electronic Cigarettes contain nicotine, an addictive substance intended for adult smokers of legal age. Come by Microsoft's new store at Roosevelt Field today to check out Garden City's new destination for Xbox One, Surface, Windows phones, and so much more. Plus, visit the answer desk to sign up for one-on-one personal training, get a free PC tune-up, or find out more about how you can get the most out of your technology. Whatever you need, friendly Microsoft associates are available to help. Come on out and visit the Microsoft retail store today. For more details, check out microsoftstore.com slash Roosevelt Field. Romeo Santos, the king of bachata, comes to the Bronx. Romeo Santos Volume 2 World Tour goes down Friday, July 11th and Saturday, July 12th in Yankee Stadium. Tickets are available now through Ticketmaster.com or dialing 212-923-3737. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. And real live. Welcome back to Hot 97. All right, let's start again. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, hashtag guns down, 1-800-223-9797. We're talking about the violence, the spike in shootings. Murders are down. NYPD telling us that shootings were up 43% last month compared to the last year. We're asking what is going on. We have Norman Seabrook, president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association with us in studio. New York City Council member and chairman of the Gun Violence Committee in the City Council, Jumani Williams. We also have Shanduke McFadder. He's a former offender who is now the founder of a community organization, Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes. We have Antoine with us. He's a businessman and current gang member. That's what he's telling us. We also got John. We'll leave it at that. John J. Fullman is is with us. He's a production production uh, company has a production company entrepreneur earl blue is a college student and also i want to get to our associate producer angelique tyree and find out what's happening on the phone lines and also on twitter angelique yes so on twitter we asked the question what do you think of the main causes of recent gun violence and do you think that gun violence is heightening because of stop and frisk um reducing and we have several tweets and one tweet comes from at lady body who says not at all gun violence are due to envy or retaliation situations guns are passed around like candy for any ages. Another tweet comes from at Motivate2G, who says more youth programs are still needed. And one last tweet comes from at It's Joselito, who says it's definitely a connection. Stop and Frisk was a deterrent to, uh, to carrying guns. Now people know there's less of a threat to carry a gun. And we have a couple phone calls. One phone call was from Russ from the Bronx, who says that he doesn't believe everyone should get five years if they're caught with a gun. And another, tweet, uh, another phone call was from Michael from the Bronx, who says people aren't asking the right questions. People who've had guns have been mentally ill. We need to look into mental illness. All right, thank you very much. If you want to have your comment read, 1-800-223-9797. Twitter, at Lisa Evers, at Street underscore Soldiers. Hashtag guns down. Let's go to Angela from Connecticut right now. Angela, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Hi. Um, hi, Lisa. Hi. This, thank you for calling well, in. Well, um, my main concern is uh, the first three gentlemen that were uh, on the air to speaking, I agree with a lot of they were what they were saying. And... Um, the problem what we're facing right now is, you know, there's too many young children that are that's going that's having a, a gun in their hand. That's and, and and willing to, you know, target anyone in the streets. Well, the main problem 
that we're facing right now is that the kids, a lot of them, their families are not there. Moms, dads, uncles, whoever's taking care of them. I was just speaking to uh, Victor Pate, which is the National Action Network, which I'm a part of, and Second Chance Committee. And um, we were just talking about this two days ago, going into these schools and hitting the hard neighborhoods, and which we're planning any time now. And that's where it starts at. No, definitely, and Angela, thank you. All the arguing and bickering is not going to work. We need to interact with these kids and stop being in the office and doing these paperwork. And, and and just to get no there's there's, pe- there's people that there's people that are out on the streets Angela thank you very much for the call and please let us know when you do that we'll let it we'll let our listeners know about that Shanduk what do you think about that yeah um that's that's the, the biggest problem is people keep talking about getting into the schools and getting into the streets and we're already in the schools and we're already in the streets the biggest problem is the finances we can't get no support everything else gets support but the work that we do and when, when they say that uh you know, it's about the guns and the guns in these kids' hands. It doesn't matter. Just because a person got a gun in their hand don't mean they're going to shoot that gun. It's about the mentality Shindu, of come that on. person. It's well, about you're, you're, I, I, but do you think guns, it's wrong for them? For years, I know, and, and but I'm just saying. Shoot them. It's the what kind of message is that, though? But what so, kind of so message just is that? Intimidation. I'm not. Listen, what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is. You you go back to the right to bear the bear arms, man. That that, that comes from the Black Panther days, right? No, no one. No because for the Second Amendment, the Second you know Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. It's about condoning the fact. It's about legal and it's, it's but there's a, but wait, let me just say this. There's a, there's a difference between the with a there's a difference head. between yeah, legal. Have you did a funeral for ATO, baby? Yes, I have. Yes, I have, brother. All right, now my point is this. Matter of fact, I paid for the funeral for the five year old baby shot in the South Bronx by a nine millimeter in the playground. We all support that for us, man. We out here's streets. where my what support is. What, is what we do is we do push for peace. We do everything that we're supposed to do out here on these streets Who's of New we? York. Man, we, what the is that doing, officers, Benevolent I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what is that doing? Okay, okay. okay. Wait, 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 okay, it's not about who's... Wait, it's not about who's... Okay, wait, you guys. Stop that. Stop that. Gentlemen. Guys, I want Shanduke to finish the thought about... Shanduke, I know you understand as when you say it, it's making it I want to make sure we're understanding what you're saying because it, it makes it sound like you think it's okay for somebody to have a gun in the streets uh, understand this and, we're, and I right. want to differentiate between right. legal and right. illegal guns understandable we are not bringing the guns into the, into our community. There we go. That's another right. one. That oh, is no, not. That's, I don't think that's, that's true. That's crazy. Are you here? Are you? So what? We didn't bring the guns into the community. They just busted a huge. We didn't bring heroin here. Okay, wait a second. Jumani. Okay, wait. Norman. Norman, stop. Okay, wait. No, Jumani. Jumani, chair. Jumani, festival. No, 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 no. This is a problem, man. Wait. Every time. And you know why this is coming? Because you are the opposition, man. You are the correction. You are the business, man. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to get to a point, let me get. To my point, bro. Okay, Shanduke, a point quickly, and then I, I, I want you. Shanduke, listen. I know. I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to say, and then I want Jumani to give us facts because he 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 listens to testimony all day long. We do not bring the guns in this country. Okay. The guns are made in this country, guys. I have a news flash for you. They're made here in the United States. Guns have to come into our communities because it fuels a business, which is the prison system. Right. All right. So what I'm saying is, as long as there's business in the prison system. As long as there's businesses selling guns, it's going to get in our communities. Now, what I'm saying also is, while those guns in our community, I put my I put my gun down. I changed the way I carry my my, my weapon because of a state that, of brother. mind, because of a, a condition. You understand my point? So when I say it's about the mentality, it doesn't matter if it's a million guns in the community. If those people who are in control of those young boys who's running around shooting know how to talk them down, then you're going to have a different level of, of, of gun violence in our communities. And we're the ones who know that. Everybody is scholars, so but they've never been in these... So okay, I need you... Wait, Norman, Norman, Norman. I, Norman. I need you... Uh, but you got to hold on a second. I need Jumani. Jumani, you chair the gun violence... You chair the gun violence committee. I'm a news reporter, in addition to Hot 97. Most of the stories of the gun, the gun arrests that have been made are people with either from our communities or with ties to our communities who are simply driving them in from other states or where they're stolen from other states or where they have fake buyers getting them and they're bringing them in. There, so, there's so not- Juan, this thing about illegal, illegal, all of these illegal guns were once legal, right? So that there's a problem with the how many guns and the 
what America does with guns. But from what you know in terms of the guns getting driven into the community. It's huge from from down south. A tremendous amount of what were once legal guns, now illegal, coming up from the south. And there's a lot coming from this state. So we're trying to pretend that it's just up down south, but a lot are coming from um, from not just New York City, but outside the state. But I do want to say mentality is a huge thing we have to look at. You can have a thousand guns in the street, and if the mentality is correct, you won't pick it up. It's the same thing I say with the pants sagging down. It annoys me, whatever. But every every community has a subculture that does things, changes, does things. If you change that young person's mind, they'll pull their pants up by themselves. If you tell them, pull your pants up, pull your pants up, what do kids do? When when adults are telling them, well, second is kind of a national trend. I mean, there's different yeah. levels of it. Yes, where, there is. Yeah. Of how you, much if is you exposed, correct but people's mentality, then their behavior changes. The mentality is key. We, we say, use your mind; it's your best weapon. John. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry because but since you said, I'm sorry. That's all right. You said a uh, 43 percent is up. It is. Um, if you take out which you shouldn't because they need to be focused on um, the NYCHA houses are the majority of that uptick the rest of the city is about 7-8% uh, and that, that's, yeah. a, that's a whole issue John what about that yeah, yes I mean the here, here's the thing here's the thing I, I agree with what the officer is saying uh, maybe partially um, but here, here's the thing where it comes down to it all goes down especially with black people in our community it all boils down to the foundation and the structure uh, of, of their family and, and building their quote unquote em- their personal empire. So if, if it starts at the family level, we have to start teaching our kids at a level. What what uh, our congress- congressman was saying, city council um, member, city council Williams. member, I apologize. What he was saying is true. Congress have, may be in the future. We, but have, not to, <laughs> we yeah. have to we have to start at the kids. I w- if we trace everything back to history, we can see how this system is really used to mentally enslave us. Well, let's trace All everything. Right? Let's trace everything back. General, to, let's trace. Everything it goes back to, back today. to the foundation and the breakdown of the black family structure. We are—I don't—I can't curse, but we are screwed up when it comes down to our mental and and. and this is what the, this is what everybody's talking about is is the mindset. But Chanduk, when you are talking to some fourteen-year-old that you know has a gun and that's in danger of shooting up, you know, shooting up a playground or shooting at people because so many of these shootings now, if people are getting little kids are getting hit by the stray bullets. What do you say to him to get him to change his mentality? First of all, that's, that's whack, man. Like it's unacceptable. You know what I mean? Like it goes, it goes to the big homies of the hood. I don't care what you represent, blood, crip, uh, wave gang. It don't matter. It goes to these leaders in these communities, man. Like I was talked down years ago, which changed my concept. Where I was lurking to, to smoke something, and, and somebody saw me and was able to talk me down from shooting. You understand what I'm saying? So now you look at the police department that's patrolling our neighborhoods. They're not preventing nothing. They, what, what, if you on this corner, I'll go up to the other corner and clap some. This was happening in our hoods. So now they out there and they're getting the money to be on the corners, but they're not preventive. They're after the fact. They're for incarceration. Now, if you get the brothers who who know what to do and you and you 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 add employment to that system where we got a lot of like we got our Erica Force, I Love My Life, Man Up Inc. You got SOS. These are people who deal with this on the forefront. G Mac, which is my organization, we deal with this on the forefront. So this is what you got to do. You got to you got to be more preventive. Of the issues, and then instead of saying, "Okay, we're gonna wait till the gun, the gun, the, the murders happen, and then we're gonna incarcerate." Okay, on, but the, on, on, the design of the police department is is nine one one is to is to respond to it. I think now After they're trying the now they're trying to do more preventive uh, preventive the, things, and I think also the under thing, the, this administration they're, they're trying to do the police, that's more like preventive. The off though, the police they don't really protect and serve how they're supposed. But it comes, to. it still comes but down the problem, to the individual putting their but, finger on that trigger and pulling that trigger. Police our own communities. We don't we don't have. Okay, Jumani and that. Jumani and then Norman. Gentlemen, Jumani and then Norman. It doesn't have to be the police. Norman, Jumani and then let me get you. It's how we look at public safety. For too long, particularly in the black and brown community, public safety. That's why I got my own show. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the reason. That's the reason that in black and brown communities, particularly, the public safety was only police. They're not responsible for public safety. They're responsible for law enforcement. Right. So you have to have other agencies plus the community responsible for public safety. If you put it just on the hands of police, the only way to do that is to over-police. So you agree with and what Norman is saying, that it's, it's up to the people, too, and the community. it's up to other agencies. Where, where is, when, I, when they were cutting youth programs in DYCD during the Bloomberg era, I would consistently ask the commissioner, have you spoken to the NYPD to find out what the effects will be if the youth programs close? They would always say no. And another thing is, when people think I'm joking when I say this, but I say, well, why can't we stop and peek into 
white males with suits in Wall Street in their briefcase <laughs> and see what's going yeah. on because the financial system in this world almost collapsed completely because of what they were doing. And they say, oh, you can't do No, you're saying you can't do that because the bank, of the You're talking about banksters. But, but, All right. yeah, but, but the, we're saying we can't do it because of the population. No, they're we doing it. Do the U.S. Attorney, they're indicting, trust me, they're indicting a lot of people almost every cases and seeing what kind of paperwork is No, they're going, into, they're going into their bank accounts and they're do, they're making a, they are making a lot of arrests with but that. But if they started doing what I'm saying on Wall Street, it would be unacceptable. Oh, no, totally. They would so, never but, allow so that. I'm just saying, why is it acceptable when they do it to the black and brown community? All right. Norman Seabrook, what do you think What do you think about this? I, I think that a couple of things. One of the things that's, that's very important is that there is money out there that they're not giving to the communities, black and brown communities. The same way that Joe Hines could have, could have taken a million dollars out of the uh, forfeiture money and use it to pay for campaign funds, allegedly, they could take that same million dollars and give some of these young people a job for the summer as opposed to think just leaving them standing on the corner and oh, leaving them that's out That's a good idea. So they need to refocus their energies. And it's not just Jamani Williams. There's other counts. There's 50 other council members that need to get involved in allocating money in the communities so these kids don't have to go out here, stick each other up, and take iPads and iPhones from each other. That's number one. Number two, we don't need the police to stand on the corner in our communities. We need to be back in the old days, like Sean Duke said, where it was it was an unwritten rule that you didn't mess with grandma or grandpa or any or, or a young kid. We need to go back to the community and say, look, on these blocks from now on, fellas, it's off limits, man. It, it just don't happen no more. We have to do something better than continuously allowing ourselves to be victimized by each other and say that the reason for it is lifestyle or the police department. It's time to put the guns down and do what it is that we're supposed to do. All right, and that's what one of these people, uh, here's here's one, Mona Faison, founder of Peace for Peace, the festival, Alternatives to Violence for At-Risk Youth. Mona, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Good morning, good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Mona. in the studio, good morning. Good morning. We morning, just have sister. a couple of minutes. I just wanted to um, give you an opportunity to tell everybody about what you all are doing. Well, um, a few people that are in the studio know about Peace for Peace, and I agree with actually a little bit of what everyone is doing. But it is a concerted effort. And the initial um, acronym for Peace stands for um, Professionals, Educated Advocates, Community Groups, and Entrepreneurs. So I stand firmly, we stand firmly with the fact that it is a joint effort with communities, the powers that be, the home life. All of that is what's going to sway violence, any type of violence. You know, we all have our opinions on how it gets here, but through education and empowerment, you know, as Sam Duke speaks about wholeheartedly, you change the mindset. You change the way of thinking about the gift of life. You change the way of thinking about themselves that there's more to life than that instant moment when they go to pick up that gun. Because as we already seen in Brownsville, East New York, that person picked up a knife. So this, this, this again, this is a effort and it's a trifecta. It's your home life, it's your environment, and it's your community. And when you look at those things and when you address those things as a whole, as a unit, that's only when we're going to see change in our community. So it does start with the backtracking of we're taking back our streets. We are educating and raising our Man. children. And, and more importantly, we are empowering our children to make better decisions. We all grew up in a society. I don't care how old the panel is. You know, there was always something that's going to sway you in another direction. Okay, Mo- Mona, I got to move on because we're just about out of time, believe it or not. Do you have an event coming up? Yes, June 26th at Ron King Park. We're doing peace performance, which is one other facet of how we teach our youth how to funnel and channel energy and how to find themselves and empower themselves. Peace through performance, June 26th, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m., all genres of performance, spoken word, art, music, everything there, creative outlets, and we're going to also speak about awareness and empowerment. All right, great. Mona, Mona I got to run. I'm, I'm Really, the thank clock is pressing down on me here. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Okay, thank you so much for being on. Jumani. Uh, one, I just want to make sure people know we're in the middle of Gun Violence Awareness Month. And they can go oh, yeah, to I should mention that at the top of the show. Gun thank violence you. Uh, dot org. Uh, Tamika Marley is a co-chair. A lot of people here, Shanduke, involved. Also, what, I, what I'm excited about is this, uh, this budget actually reflects 
hopefully a change in thinking of how we're working on this gun violence. So uh, if this uh, budget ex- remains the way it is and passed, we'll see a tripling of the gun violence f- uh, funding that we put into the communities, hopefully going to 15 neighborhoods. I'm hoping that the mayor... These will be uh, programs for the youth? Yes. It's, it's a lot more complicated. and I'd love to talk about it one day. Um, and then I've been talking with uh, the mayor's side about really getting all of the agencies together that are important to deal with gun violence so everybody is talking to one another. And that's important. We've also put uh, an, an extra, I think it's 10,700 uh, YP spots um, so, so young people have places they can work um, during this summer. So we're, we're really trying to change how we discuss this. Uh, we don't have time, but I think I would have liked to bring up the snitching culture, which I think uh, that's a whole is, other is a show. Whole other yeah. show, but we it's, got it's two, and, and maybe we should do a whole show with just programs. <laughs> uh, we had Erica I, I Ford so. we, who called in and would love to get around. That'd be great. But I want to. I know this brother uh, Seabrook. Uh, I don't uh, necessarily agree with everything, but I know he comes uh, like everybody on this table from wanting to end the gun violence, and yes. we all and the senseless gun violence, in particular. We Damn, have to, bro, I thought we was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's what I try to come with. That's why I think I try to work with everybody. I know people at this table, Michael, everybody's coming at the same thing and we got to stop talking past each other because there's bits and pieces of what we're saying that make a lot of sense and this is a very it's an effort that has to come at from different points. If you try to fix it with one program and say it's one no, thing. No, you're right, and it can't just be like the police department, the police department, the That's police department. The it's really a people, it's a people issue. <laughs> it's our problem. It's our problem. It's our problem. It's our problem. All right, I want we're out of time, unfortunately. I want to thank all of you for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. To everybody on the phone, uh, Mark, Raider, Stefan, everyone else, I'm sorry we didn't get to your telephone calls. I do want to give a special shout out to Principal Lisa Ann Herman, all the students at Junior High School 218 in East New York, across from the Cypress Houses. Yesterday, they took a stand themselves, all the kids did, under uh, pr- the principal's guidance and with the parents. Raise your voice, not the violence. They had a walk for peace wow. yesterday nice. in Brooklyn. The kids that's did. Nice. I think that's so awesome. And hopefully I'll be able to be there for, uh, with you on the next, the next one that you do. I want to thank all of our guests uh, for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. Norman Seabrook, president of the Correction Officers Benevolent Association, city council member and chair of the Gun Violence Committee, Jumani Williams, Shanduk McFadder, founder of of GMAC, Gangsters Making Astronomical Community Changes. Um, Antoine, thank you for being with us. All right, thank you, baby. John T. Fullman and uh, Earl Blue, thank you very much. Everybody that was on the phone lines, thank you. And also got to thank our whole team here at Hot 97, our program director, Jay Dixon, assistant program director, Carly Hustle, my executive producer, Tone Capone, our associate producers, Angelique Tyree, Amber Ravenel on the phones, our all-round guy here, digital board, everything, the one and only TJ. And our digital director, Jeffrey Thacker, coming very soon, the new LisaEvers.com website that will have a special mobile version you can hear your Street Soldiers episodes on your phone. That's how easy it's going to be. Okay, we'll have gangster. all the videos. So if I did interviewed you, you'll be able to see it right on there that day. Okay, it's going to be real easy Go to Lisa. follow up on everything. Go Lisa. <laughs> Thank you. Go Lisa. All right. And watch me on the Fox 5 News at 5, 6, and 10. I got some big stuff coming up this week. And also shout out to Joe Budden. Next Sunday... We're going to be talking about the history of battle rap. Ah, okay, you know what's coming. The, right. the road to total slaughter is happening on July 12th. Halladadan, Joe Budden. We're going to be uh, talking with them about this this whole match in the history yeah, of battle rap. So make sure you tune in. Tune in Fox Five News tonight, six and ten, five, six and ten during the week. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. Make sure you check out Ebro in the morning. It happens on the 5, 605, 705, 805. You got a chance to see if your loved one is ride or die. Hello? Hey, Michelle. Don't get mad at me, okay? But I I need you right now. You know you left your keys on the counter, right? I took them yeah. this morning. I borrowed your car to drive myself to work. What? Wait, what? And I accidentally hit a cab. Now, How the f*** did you hit a f***ing cab, Laura? Michelle, so now I'm in you behind dirty the station. You dirty f***. Where's the car? Are you going to come? I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Of course I'm going to come. She's riding down. Ebro in the morning. Weekdays 6 to 10 on Hot 97. Wendy's presents Summer in a Bottle. Wow, I just want to put this day in a bottle. Been doing that for years. Here's 05, 07, 